0: let's talk about dropping the nap completely so when should this happen it's gonna be slightly different for for everybody but generally speaking the average child will need some form of daytime nap until around age three to three and a half now that surprises some people they think really that long I dropped the nap at 18 months or I dropped the nap at two and a half Um, but the chances are that probably was a bit too soon If you can hang on to that nap and keep it going your child will probably benefit from that and around age three to three and a half has shown to be a more appropriate time for that nap to go now that will differ from child to child of course but we're talking about you know on average here so there's no rush there really is no rush just because other kids that age are dropping their naps you don't know what might be going on with their sleep in other areas so that doesn't that's not a sign that it's time for your child to drop their nap Um, your child may not want to nap so you might think oh well they just don't really want to they really resist it so it must be time to drop it again that's not a sign I'll talk about signs in a minute that's not a sign that they're ready to drop it they're really um, going to need that sleep well past the time that they want that sleep you know toddlers and preschoolers they've got far too many interesting things to be doing than going and taking a nap Um, So, as I say, they probably won't want to, but they'll need to. If you have a good napper, a little one that already takes their nap very nicely in the day, then it's going to be much easier to see the signs when they're ready to get rid of the nap. If your little one doesn't nap well, never has, it's all a mess and it's always a battle, then it's going to be a lot harder to know when that's genuine nap dropping signs or just the, the continued nap battles. So it's just something to bear in mind. My biggest message um, here and my first point is don't drop the nap too soon. Now why should you not drop the nap too soon? You're going to see other effects of overtiredness. Without the daytime sleep you're more likely to see problems with the night sleep and those problems can show up in things like bedtime battles, um, so resisting going to sleep and procrastinating and stalling, you know, if, if you see a lot of that, that doesn't always mean they're under tired. There's a good chance it's because they're overtired. Another thing you might see is very restless or disturbed night sleep. So frequent night wakings, um, just lo- you know, just really not getting into that nice deep restorative sleep and uh, very easily roused throughout the night. You could also see early rising. This is a classic sign of overtiredness, which I talk about a lot. Um, so if maybe things were going well, you drop the nap a few months down the line, you've started to see early rising kick in, and now you have a child that wakes to the day at 4.35 every day. It could be that the nap went too soon, they've built up all this overtiredness, and now they're early rising. So there's so many reasons why you shouldn't drop it too soon. Often we drop it too soon when it's a hassle, you know, just trying to get that child to go to sleep in the day has become such a big task that you just think, forget it, we won't bother. And at first it seems okay, you know, night sleep's fine, everything's all right. It can be several months down the line before you realise, ah, yeah, there's some overtiredness, maybe we shouldn't have dropped the nap. So if you haven't got there yet, then take this as, you know, pre-warning so that you can um, be on top of that. I mean, I fell into this trap years ago and um, we dropped the nap because everyone else did. He, you know, he went into preschool, no one really napped anymore, so okay, that's fine. And it was three months, three months later, that our beautiful peaceful night sleep came unraveled and once they figured out why, we re- reintroduced the nap, which wasn't easy, but we did it and within a week that night sleep was solved. So. Um, just be warned that, that it has repercussions, um, so don't be in a rush and drop that nap too soon. So this is all um, my piece about when. Um, also, bear in mind about temperament, because an easier going, go with the flow kind of child will be okay, To they'll get away with dropping the nap sooner. They'll be alright, they'll, they'll cope um, in the day and it won't impact so much on the night. Um, and generally speaking, these are the types who just go with the flow, whatever routine or rules that parents put in, they just kind of adapt to and go with. They don't really challenge it. If they do, it's very short lived. And they're just the easy going types. Chances are, if you have that kind of child, you won't be watching this because you won't have had needs to seek help or advice. Maybe you are out of curiosity, but most people that look, to my kind of help and advice have got the more alert temperament types of children (laughs) myself included so i know what it's like these alert types they trip us up they are very inquisitive they have very active minds they find it much harder to shut down it's not that they're naughty at all it's just that they're so alert that they find it much harder to go go with the flow and go with the routine their mind is challenging things. It's, it's fine, it's a sign of intelligence, it's a positive thing, but it really does interrupt their sleep. And for more about that, do have a look at my um, episodes on temperament and blog posts on temperament because it's fascinating, it really is. But when it comes to dropping the nap, the chances are they're gonna to wanna to hold on to their nap longer than the average easygoing type. Now this is really deceiving because the alert types appear to be okay on less sleep. They appear to not need as much sleep, they appear to be able to keep going, but the truth is they need more. And these little ones often hold on to the nap longer than the average child. So where the easygoing going types might be dropping them around age three, three and a half, an alert might still be napping when they start school. <laughs> um, or, or maybe not um, fully napping, but at least still needing a bit of extra sleep in the day. Um, would nod off in the car you know if you have a child that come four or five o'clock a car journey is gonna mean asleep (laughs) then it's a sign that they do still need that bit of sleep that's okay it's not a bad thing at all but it is worth recognizing that and accommodating that as best you can And of course, if it is a school-aged child and they can't nap in the day, then early bed, early to bed, you know, just for a phase, it might be for a few weeks or a few months, but that early bedtime will help to um, replenish the lost sleep. And also it will stop that stretch, that length of the day being quite so long. So more alert, more sleep, (laughs) generally speaking, and that's something that it doesn't, it doesn't show up for us we don't go oh yes this child clearly needs more sleep they will appear to need less so just don't be fooled by that it's so counterintuitive I promise you okay so that's my first point about dropping the nap completely it's all about when my next point my second point for you is all about the signs and wait for the signs don't drop the nap as i said for any of those other reasons wait for the signs so what are those signs what can you look for well first of all like I said before, if your child would nap really well before, it's going to be much easier to see. So if a child that would previously go along, have a good nap, everything works smoothly, suddenly starts to struggle to settle, or maybe they're quite content and they wriggle about and they chat and they maybe sing a song and it takes them half an hour or more to settle for, to sleep for that nap where previously they would go off, you know, in sort of 10 or 15 minutes. That's a sign that, they're, you know, they're struggling to settle for that nap it's not coming quite so naturally to them anymore. That's one sign. Um, again, talking about those who were napping well, um, if they don't even nod off in the car. So let's say they're not taking a nap in the day. Uh, you can go about your daily routine. Maybe you, you go out in the car in the latter part of the day and they still don't fall asleep. Then that's another sign that they don't need that sleep anymore because If there's some tiredness in in there, and you're in the car long enough, they'll fall asleep. (laughs) So, um, that's another sign. And that one's a good one to test as well if you didn't have a good napper. Because again, if if they weren't a good napper anyway, then the first one's not going to really show. You're not going to suddenly go, oh yes, my child's struggling to nap in the day. They were anyway, so that one won't work for you. Um, Another sign is, so, a child who maybe will nap. They do still take their nap, they're very good at it. They'll still go down, they'll take the sleep or they'll nod off in the car, no problem. But then they're struggling to settle at bedtime. And this is in the case of a child who wasn't previously struggling to settle at bedtime. So again, it it shows up nice and clearly your child used to go have a nap, go to bed, all was fine. Suddenly, the nap's still there, but bedtime's becoming a struggle. And you know, don't do this on the first sign of one night because that could just be a one-off. If it consistently has been happening for a week or two and you think, what's going on? Why are we getting these sudden protests at bedtime we weren't before, and your child is somewhere around age three to three and a half? The chances are they're getting ready to drop that nap and it's actually me causing them to be under-tired at bedtime. Now approach this with absolute caution because undertired at bedtime and overtired at bedtime can look the same. It can look like procrastinating and stalling and you know excuses and they lie down and then they get up and then they need a drink and then they need to swap teddies and you know it, all those little things that I'm sure you've seen. They can show up with overtiredness and undertiredness. Usually, one of the differences when it's under tiredness, it's all happening in a more awake and quite calm way. When it's overtiredness, it usually has more fractiousness about it, a bit more um, tantrumy maybe, or um, just you know niggly or upset or cross even. Um, that you usually get a bit more of that characteristic in an overtired. In an under tired, it's just kind of yeah, you know all very jolly the two can look very very similar so just be careful with that but if it's quite apparent that your child is happily taking that nap in the day but then really struggling to settle to sleep when they previously weren't then it may be time for the nap to go now that doesn't mean it has to just go cold turkey it can be reduced it could be that you know you just go well let's just make that a 40 40 minute nap or depending on what they were doing you know it might be that you just cut it down a bit and see if that helps rather than cut it out altogether you might do it in stages and reduce it and reduce it Um, quite often they'll naturally reduce how long they're sleeping anyway and that's another great sign that they're not needing so much anymore maybe they were napping for two hours they dropped to an hour and a half pretty soon it became an hour and now they're barely even getting an hour so you know it's coming and you start to see it coming and these are all reasons why I really love to help people get naps on track well before this, so that the actual process of dropping the nap is so much clearer. <laughs> um, that's another point, actually. If a child hasn't been napping well, never has, then again, they're probably gonna need it for a while, longer, because they're gonna have sleep deprivation in there um, that's built up. Um, so those are things you can look for, signs you can look for as to when it's coming and how you know what to do. In fact, more to the point on what to do and handling that transition. That's my third point that I want to share with you today is how to handle it. It like I said isn't just a oh okay, the nap needs to go now and bang it's gone. It can be gradual and you're gonna get tired days and not so tired days. So it may be that there are generally speaking, I prefer things to be the same every day, but when you're going through a transition, you may get days. Where a short nap is needed and days where it's not. You may get days where early to bed is needed and then days where they're fine. The chances are when that nap first goes you're going to need a few early to bed days because that whole long day without any sleep first of all can be a bit much so you know you may have to just do a slightly earlier bedtime. Keep an eye on your child and don't let them get overtired. Um, another thing that you can do during the transitional phase is introduce quiet time so I wouldn't go from napping to just no napping and full-on action-packed days have quiet time can be sort of after lunchtime it could be just half an hour but just have a time where there's no major stimulation going on we haven't got loads of playmates and visitors or telly on or you know even in preschools a lot of them will have a quiet time where there's less action and less stimulation. And during quiet time, they can have a book or a puzzle or just something that's calm and quiet. And just for that time, you know, the whole tone and the whole mood is just in a calm, relaxed state. And you can put some cushions around and if they wanna snuggle up, that's fine too. Um, but quiet time does serve as a really nice transition between napping and not napping. Um, I said about early night, so always bear that one in mind too and Occasional catch-up naps might happen or might be needed. It may be that at the weekend Maybe you're out and there's a little nod off in the car That's okay. If they nod off in the car, it shows there's some tiredness there, you know They wouldn't go to sleep otherwise, so they obviously need to do it But what I would say to you is if that's happening or happening a lot or you see that it's going to try to time it so that it happens around the middle of the day and not too late in the day because if it happens to you late in the day then you might have an impact on bedtime and they might struggle to settle at bedtime. If it happens a bit earlier in the day late morning or just after lunch then it might be that they have that little catch up they feel refreshed and then they've got a nice long stretch for the rest of the day before bedtime so that they're good and ready again for bedtime. And it happens quite a lot you know we go through different phases especially starting school is another classic one starting school especially for the younger ones with the birthdays that you know mean they're going into school when they're only just four they can struggle with that first time and and do watch my episode about that i have a a blog piece i think on the first weeks of school um but that tiredness can change everything and, and they were previously fine without a nap and suddenly they're exhausted Um, So allow little catch-ups, but try and make them at an appropriate time in the day. Um, And if it means you have to wake your child up and go, oh yeah, yeah, she's had half an hour now, it's time to to wake her up gently and um, maybe then keep an eye on when bedtime needs to be. So that's okay too. So there we go, we've got when you should drop the nap, uh, what the signs are, looking for those, and how to handle the transition as you're going through it. I hope that helps you with dropping the nap completely.